Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Oh, hello. Welcome back to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Ship podcast. I have some amazing news and some not amazing news. Let's start with the amazing news. You and me and every single other person on the planet have an inner navigation system which is approximately 37,121,603 times more powerful than Google Maps. A couple of episodes ago, when we were talking about thought and how the nature of thought is variable and constantly changing and impersonal and basically meaningless, and we wondered, (laughs) well, you wondered, how the heck we're supposed to navigate life if we don't pay as much attention to our thoughts? Well, it's like this, by recognising our inner navigation system, which everybody has. This cool thing, which is known by many other names, such as um, universal intelligence, guidance, wisdom, intuition, uh, an inner knowing, instinct, God or my favourite one, which was coined by incredible coach, speaker and author Michael Neal, (laughs) describes it as the infinite creative intelligence of the entire fucking universe. (laughs) That's the best one. So it's known by many other names. But the name isn't important and language can often be a bit of an obstacle when we're discussing this kind of thing because we get caught up in our self-created concepts and labels rather than looking towards the cool shit that's actually happening. This guidance or GPS or wisdom or intelligence or whatever you feel comfortable calling it is pre-installed in every human, it's updated automatically and in real time and it's continuously orienting us to thrive. Cool, huh? The not so amazing news is that only a teeny tiny fraction of us believe this and even fewer of us actually use this incredible built-in powerful thing. So why is that? It looks to me from working with clients and from my own explorations of this kind of stuff that there's a couple of common reasons for the low adoption rate for our internal navigation system. See if you can recognise yourself in one of these. The first is the spirituality sceptics. So the spirituality sceptics don't like anything even vaguely spiritual or woo. They like hard data, facts, science, peer-reviewed studies and incontrovertible proof. The sceptics don't like invisible things, (laughs) especially invisible things like a formless inner navigation system. They think a discussion about spirituality is a bunch of hippie crap. They are not interested in exploring their own inner guidance because the whole conversation just seems senseless to them. They feel like ick or squirmy or just bemused and belligerent. 
Now, this is completely okay. And if this is you, I absolutely get it. And I have been part of this group myself in the past. And it's no wonder because Western society in particular is set up to revere tangible and replicable evidence-based things. Yeah? The second is the exemption holders. They quite like the idea of us having inner guidance and they're at least mildly interested in a wider conversation about spirituality. And they'd actually happily accept some inner guidance, please. But they believe that they are exempt. They believe that they just aren't receiving it. They think that they've never had guidance. They think that their lives are a complete mess and that if they were guided, then surely they would be in a better position. They look at the circumstances of their lives or how they're feeling and they think, how the fuck am I guided? My life is a mess and I feel like shit. So I've been in both of these groups in the past, the sceptics and the exemptions, and it's absolutely fine. As the internet likes to say, you do you, boo, (laughs) or whatever. But the reason I'm talking about it today is that seeing that we all do have inner guidance and then actually using the darn thing has been one of the biggest catalysts for change when it comes to anxiety, overthinking, worry and overwhelm for me and my clients. Maybe the biggest overall. If you struggle with worry, incessant overthinking and their similar cousins like overwhelm and panic, I want you to hear this. Psychologists and doctors and other professionals will tell us, perfectly well-meaningly by the way, that learning to identify triggers, manage our thoughts, do daily exercise, do mindfulness, take hot baths and play with some puppies, all of that will help us with our overthinking and anxiety. And it looks like that stuff makes a difference sometimes, but it's hard to maintain and it's not actually changing anything on a deep level. Remember, we're talking about a new paradigm in how humans work around here. This means looking away from traditional ideas about the causes and cures of mental distress and towards something different. I want to quickly recommend a podcast called Psychology Has It Backwards, which dives into how our attachment to traditional psychology is keeping us stuck and it just doesn't make sense. I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you want to listen. But first, I want us all to stop being so silly (laughs) and put our cynicism or expectations on hold when it comes to a spiritual conversation. So come with me and let's take a look at this inner guidance thing. First, to the sceptics out there, we're living in times when even the brightest minds in physics are conceding that there's a something, something, (laughs) some kind of energy or intelligence that's running the show. And when we look to nature, it's pure guidance unfolding in real time. And us humans are fundamentally part of nature, which is a fact that we just love to forget. We can see evidence of thriving in nature all around us. Like look at the way that animals and birds migrate, thousands and thousands of them coordinating movements across enormous journeys. We see ecosystems rebalancing themselves after disruption. And we see plants and grass growing back against the odds at sites of atomic or nuclear activity such as Hiroshima. When we stop and think about it, most people would agree that there were times in their life that they just kind of knew what to do, but 
didn't really know how or why. And maybe they didn't realise it at the time, but they can see it now looking back. Or the opposite of that, that they knew what to do and ignored it and then later regretted it. I definitely know that I've done this many times. Here's the thing. We've all felt this inner guidance thing many, 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 many times. But most of us, including me in the past, we just learned to override it with our personal thinking. We dismissed the navigation system because it didn't look or sound how we think it should, or it didn't make sense, or it didn't seem logical or rational. We may think that guidance is some kind of enormous earth-shattering epiphany or some kind of booming instruction, something clear and unmistakable. And sometimes it is. And we love reading about that kind of thing, don't we? Like a person who at their lowest point has a powerful (laughs) realisation that sets them on the path to wholeness, peace and joy, where they live happily ever after with a pet unicorn and a thriving vegetable patch and a prince or princess charming. But guidance doesn't always come via enormous flashes of insight or powerful waves of realisation or bright shifts in perspective. Sometimes it does, yeah. But in my experience, it's often a lot more subtle. And unfortunately, we've all learned to override this innate guidance with our rational, logical, proof-needing intellect. I bet you've had a fleeting thought or idea which felt peaceful or calm and kind of nice, but you dismissed it as a lack of vigilance for your problems rather than maybe seeing it as the internal navigation system at play. Maybe this little nudge came with such a quiet feeling of peace that your suspicions were immediately aroused. When we are so used to living in a swirl of spiky, judgment-filled thought, A moment of calm or clarity is mistaken for a fluke, like for forgetting all about our issues. So instead of paying attention to the quiet nudge, we jump straight back into our overthinking and ruminating, because that's where we think we need to be. Or sometimes we'll have a quiet, kind of obvious thing come to us, like, do this, go there, say that, and we think it's, like, too simple. So once again, we override it. But what if we're just completely wrong about what this inner navigation system even is? Rather than just listening to my old opinions about what I think inner guidance is, I asked a couple of friends and a couple of clients what this inner navigation system really means to them and how it shows up in their life. And a few things that we collected were that sometimes it can be so darn quiet that we barely hear it. Or it can be so obvious that we miss it entirely as guidance. Or it seems to completely defy logic or rationality, so we just shoo it away. Or it can seem like too simple and not big enough to solve our problems, so we just ignore it. But our guidance is just like common sense, which <laughs> is <laughs> which just doesn't seem to be that common anymore, unfortunately. If you are struggling in life right now and feel completely stuck and helpless, I invite you to get curious about how your inner guidance is already working for you because I promise you that it is. Now, your inner guidance is not going to be as explicit as Google Maps. It's not going to let you preview the whole journey 
for a start. We often only get the next step, but that's totally fine because that's all we actually ever need. Although our brains love to be able to know what the future holds. So imagine that Google Maps, instead of advising you to turn right in 300 metres, said, go home and get a jumper, or park up and grab a coffee, or have a breath mint from the glove box. We'd be like, huh? (laughs) Is this thing broken? Because it's not what we expect to hear right and it doesn't seem to make sense. So what if our own inner guidance is a bit like that? Like subtle, quiet, small, surprising, persistent or illogical. Okay, well, how does even seeing this and experiencing it help with anxiety and overthinking? How can trusting and following our inner GPS help us live in more peace and ease? Well, think about it yourself. If you knew that you had one of these cool, reliable, inbuilt guidance thingamabobs, what could you stop worrying about? What could you just stop trying to figure out and solve? An enormous source of anxiety, worry and overthinking for many of us is the future. The unknown. We just can't help but freak out about the sheer unknowable uncertainty of it. Our brains go into complete overdrive. But what if this happens and what if that happens and what if they do this and what about this and what about that and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) We drive ourselves crazy spinning in these endless what if questions, mostly around things which aren't even happening yet. So if we could truly trust that whatever happened, we'd be taken care of, wouldn't that be a load off? If we trusted fully that we'll be guided through whatever thing happens in life, well, wouldn't that be rather lovely? You don't need to control stuff and figure it out. The GPS has got you. You're covered. We just need to see it for ourselves. Let's see what Anxious Alice has to say about inner guidance. She's been listening to the podcast episodes up until now and she's been tentatively exploring the kind of stuff we've been talking about. Anxious Alice has been listening with a little scepticism and a little curiosity, and that's probably the best combination that anyone can have right now. She's considering that the circumstances, people and things in her life aren't causing her anxious feelings. She's considering that her experience is created by her thoughts. She's considering that her thoughts are impersonal and infinitely variable. She's considering that her feelings are only letting her know when her thinking can't be trusted. And she's considering if actually she is peaceful by nature, but it's just covered up with repetitive, habitual, anxious flavoured thinking. Thinking which she's coming to see may be nothing to do with her at all. Very good, anxious Alice. However, she's stuck on the inner GPS thing. Like many of us, she's grown up in a culture that reveres science and proof and facts and visible, replicable evidence. She doesn't like the word spiritual or spirituality. It feels too slippery for her. And if this is you, then that's okay. Like I said, it was me too for a long time. When Alice is invited to suspend her scepticism and just take a look and see if there is something there, she figures she's got nothing to lose. 
She quite fancied hearing a booming voice in her ear telling her the next right step, or a sudden, consuming insight which moves her forward. But she listened to this episode along with us, so she knows to be open-minded about what this inner guidance thing may look or sound or feel like. At first, anxious Alice notices that she's thinking about this inner guidance thing a lot, and trying to decide if something is guidance or not. That's okay. She parks her car in a different spot, wondering if the thought to do so is her inner guidance. Later, she discovers that someone clipped her wing mirror, and she's not happy. (laughs) And she thinks this inner guidance thing is complete bullshit. But then she has a little thought to just keep going and see. Soon, Alice forgets about the guidance thing. Now, this is really good. It's like when um, we understand that our heart is beating. It's great to know this is working, but we don't want to be focused on it all the time. It's not until many days later when anxious Alice realises that she's been guided in very little ways and always had been, but she just mistook it as common sense or didn't really think about it at all. Like when she'd waited to respond to an email when she was feeling angry or like when she went to sit in the garden for a bit when she was feeling overwhelmed or when she had an inkling that something was up with her son and so she gave him extra space to open up to her. When she kind of sees that this is happening with little stuff, she wonders what would be possible if she let it through and trust it for the bigger things. Okay, so if I've mildly convinced you to get on board with the possibility, or as I like to say, fact, (laughs) that you have inner guidance already working inside of you, let's talk about how you can come to notice that a bit more yourself. So noticing our guidance may take some practice when we've just been used to ignoring it all of our lives. But knowing that it is there is very helpful. And the more we tune into it, the easier it is to hear. It's totally fine or even expected really for this to feel a bit like clunky and awkward and weird at first. But that's okay. You can trust this. You're going to find your own way of leaning into your own guidance, but I'll share a few things which have been helpful for me and some of the people that I work with, just in case they resonate for you. And if they don't, that's okay too. So number one, start fresh. Suspend your current notion of what you think guidance looks like or sounds like, such as thinking it's found in a tool or a strategy or in a person or by working on your thoughts or whatever. Pretend you have no idea at all on what guidance will look like or sound like or feel like. Start fresh. Number two, just trust. Even if you don't believe it yet, why not just blindly trust for now that you have a perfect internal navigation system? There's nothing to lose by doing this, so you may as well give it a try. Just trust. Number three, and this is kind of a cool one that I love to explore with people, is follow that nudge, even if you're wrong. So this like builds recognition, I suppose. The nudge is anything which occurs to you to do, which may make even a little bit of sense. So no need to overthink it or try and investigate whether it's your inner guidance or not. Of course, it's all very well me saying don't overthink it but we can't help when we overthink it. (laughs) So if you do overthink it a bit, eh, don't worry, that will fade in time. 
So just ignore what I said about not overthinking it because you either will or you won't and it doesn't matter either way. (laughs) A very simple example of this follow your nudge thing is I was nudged before to shut the patio doors of the house when I went upstairs to record this episode. Normally I would leave them open but I felt just a tiny little pull to shut them over. Now, at one point a long time ago, I would have thought, well, is this my inner guidance or am I just being paranoid? There's builders in the neighbor's garden. Do I think they're going to rob me? And I would kind of try and figure it out, like figure out why I was having the little nudge to shut the doors. And that, that just like stirs up my mind even more and gets me all frazzled. And that makes it harder for any of us to notice any actual guidance trying to come through when we're overthinking whether it's guidance or not. Are you with me? So I didn't overthink it and I just did shut the doors. And I don't know if I prevented a robbery or not. It doesn't actually matter whether it was my guidance or not. It's just kind of getting a feel for it and doing the thing that may make a little bit of sense. Do you see? But then I noticed right before I started recording that I shut the doors because on a level, I realised that the sounds from the building work might be heard on the episode, right? I wonder if you can kind of see what I'm getting at here. Like, just do it or don't do it. Like the following the nudge thing, even when you're wrong, it's just to try and get a feel for your inner guidance and how it kind of speaks to you. Another example would be having like a sudden urge to take a nap. But you never take naps, you think. And you slept okay last night, so why is this coming up now? So the point is, who cares? Follow the nudge. Okay, my final tip and probably the most important one is relax. You don't need to figure out if something is guidance or not. If you don't know, you don't have to decide. It seems to me that guidance comes with answers and our personal thinking or our intellect comes with questions. So if you're feeling confused, which you very well may be at the end of this episode, as I've tried to put words to something which is just completely intangible and basically unexplainable. So if you are feeling confused, just relax. Okay, that's enough from me for now. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to relax. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Freel or visit me at Siobhan Freel. See you next time.